With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, welcome to episode 19 Leading Off Podcast. As always, I am Matt Braun, and I, I'm talking to a different individual over here who is this. Yes, as always, I am Cooper Collison. We'll be leading off podcast episode 19. So, yeah, getting into it. Not much going on, but let's see what we can get. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's not a whole lot. Uh, I find it funny. I'm just realizing this. Every time I say, like, who is this, I imagine I'm like a, like an old woman or whatever. Like, you got a knock on the door <laughs> that she wasn't expecting. She's like, who, who is this? Like The same person every time. Yeah, but it's the same person. It's like, it's the, the milkman. Like, I... <laughs> It's Milkman in 2019, that's where my joke went, I guess. That's pretty good. Yeah, so that's what we're doing. We are recording right now during the World Series, but apparently we don't care enough about it to watch it. So uh, instead, uh, we'll be talking about twins. Joe Ross, may he rest in peace, uh, unfortunately was thrown Uh, to the wolves. As you do. I mean, you throw Joe Ross against the Houston Astros, what do you expect? What do you expect? Come on. It's true. That, that was disappointing yeah. when I read earlier that Scherzer wasn't going to be pitching. It's like, have yeah, a series tied 2-2, two two, Scherzer Cole, but nope. And it went exactly as nope. expected. Yeah. And, when, and like, when Max Scherzer, of all people, is too hurt to play, like, yeah. shit, man, he must he must really be close to dying because that, that is one intense dude. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Like, he couldn't even lift his arm. He had Sam Dyson syndrome. Remember that tweet when Sam yeah. Dyson can't lift his arm? That was something. Yeah, said, well, he had pain in his arm for the last two years. It would have been nice yeah. to know about that. Probably. Finally hit him. Finally caught up yeah. to him right when he got here. Finally, yeah. That's like, uh, and like right after he gets traded, he's like, oh, oh, by the way, you should probably know this. <laughs> and you're like, uh, okay, thank you. Yeah, whatever. I was just thinking <laughs> it was a fun week. Yeah, that was an interesting time. The When we all thought those first two outings were just like an aberration, we're like, oh, no, he'll get back. And he had like, one good outing against Milwaukee, we're like, okay, there we go. There's Sam Dyson. Look at him. Big boy Dyson. And then, well. Well, uh, not everyone thought it was, uh, not everyone thought he was going to get back to form, I will say. Oh, there was. Okay. At least one. <laughs> I'm done. All right. All right. Digging up. We got Mr. Historian over here just digging up the past. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Like, anyways. Oh. Anyways. Uh, we'll, this episode, we'll probably be talking about too much because not a lot has happened. Uh, first, we'll hit the big news about James Rousen uh, going to the Marlins. We'll be talking about uh, Derek Shelton and possibility of him leaving. We'll be talking about the, the hot topic right now, at least one of them, in Twins territory, which is potentially trading Eddie Rosario. We'll be sort of doing a state of the AL Central, talking about uh, each team as a whole, kind of going more in-depth what we think, how they're going to do going forward. Uh, we'll be going over some potential Rule 5 casualties. So guys that needed to be added to the 40-man roster so they don't get taken in the Rule 5 draft. 
We'll be doing fan questions, which all came from one person. Thank you, Cody Perkle. Uh, we'll be doing the one prospect talk, which is still Royce Lewis in the AFL. Uh, really, really, it's just that. And that covers it all. That It's really just that. Not much has happened. It'll be great once this World Series thing is over so we can finally get into free agency and all that. Whatever's going on with this Astros team, who cares about that? Yeah, we need, to, we need to get this... We need to get this baseball over with so we can talk about different baseball, you know? <laughs> right. We can talk about fake baseball, yeah, yeah. sort of. So, yeah, we can talk about basically family. Well, that's not really fantasy baseball, but kind of. It feels like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. That'll be great. All right. So, yeah, yeah. So, first off, like I said, uh, it was broke a few days ago that James Rousen, of course, was the hitting coach for the Twins last year and has been for the past few years, it, uh, took a spot on the Marlins the Miami Marlins, uh, for kind of a, an interesting position. I believe uh, he'll officially be the bench coach and offensive coordinator, which uh, I joked about you uh, before we started recording that, uh, what is this, football, offensive coordinator, although that was the joke everyone made, so that's not really creative. <laughs> uh, I think specifically they said his uh, philosophy was going to be pushed on the entire organization as a whole and sort of like, made his own niche uh, job so it's not just straight-up hitting coach or coordinator or whatever, whatever you have be. So uh, that's kind of big news, I think. Uh, it seemed like he was a very good hitting coach. It seemed like the players liked him. Whenever you set the MLB record for home runs in a year, you think the hitting coach did a good job. So, Right. I mean, yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about him, obviously. No one's going to you know, slander him or anything, but I've heard that he was just yeah. a great hitting coach uh, every hitter loved him and he did I mean he was able to get a couple guys Miguel Sano for one going if that was him but everyone loved him from what I've read and heard and I mean it sucks to see him go obviously I don't know how they'll replace him maybe internally with Rudy Hernandez go or maybe even go the West Johnson route best college coach you can find and say we'll give you a lot more money tell him to come here and maybe but I don't know it's a tough loss and Hopefully the last of the coaches to leave, but yeah, definitely rough one for the Twins. Yeah, I suppose we'll see in the coming days and weeks, whatever other coaches leave. So far, uh, I think the only other one off the top of my head was uh, Pete Fats, who was a minor league coordinator, hitting coach, and now he's assistant hitting coach for the Red Sox. Uh, so there there will be probably some sort of brain drain regarding that. It's always going to happen with successful teams, uh, although the fact that we get to call the Twins a successful team uh, should inspire confidence in of itself. Uh, but there, there is that drawback. So, uh, like you mentioned, it'll be interesting to see how they replace them. Uh, my, men, my, end, uh, my mind, wow, I can't speak, that's fun, uh, went directly to Rudy Hernandez, which they might do. Uh, he, of course, he was the assistant hitting coach. They decide to, to go outside the organization. Uh, we'll see what they do. I don't have any names off the top of my head, but it will, it will be interesting. Right. If I knew this was the price for having a winning team, I would have never signed up for this. This is just horrible. Don't want any part of it. Yeah. Yeah, what the hell? It's bound to happen. I'm sure the Astros have to interchange staff every year because, well, since, ever since they lost 100 games anyway. But, yeah, Mm -hmm. the good teams. They lose coaches and they, well, what makes them good is they're able to get similar coaches back that can keep going what they had previously. So, and the, Valvi uh, Levine have definitely had some good hires, such as James Rousen and Wes Johnson. So I would expect that to continue with the next fitting coach for sure. 
Yeah, you'd, you'd certainly hope so. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, off the top of my head, for Houston, I think they even lost like their bullpen uh, like coach last year, and now he's the pitching coach for the Angels or something like that. At least was, I believe, then got canned. So funny how that works. Because <laughs> they actually, actually brought in Mickey Callaway as a pitching coach today. Did you hear about that? Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I like that at all because apparently Mickey Callaway, no one liked Mickey Callaway. That seemed odd. I don't even know if Mickey Callaway likes Mickey Callaway. Like, right? He, I wouldn't want him part of my team at all. Like, you get Joe Madden, then you get this guy. Ugh. It's gonna be. That's almost like a TV show worthy in itself. Having Joe Madden and Mickey <laughs> Callaway like on the same coaching staff. It doesn't make any like. The Angels are always so close, and then they go do something like this. And it's just like, you have Mike Trout, win a game, but whatever. I don't know. Their pitching sucks, and they yeah. got Mickey Calloway to fix it. Yeah, Mickey Calloway, it's like putting a, a Band-Aid on the Titanic. Like, <laughs> right. I, I mean, I, I, don't know I, don't, I guess I don't know much about Calloway. Do we know if he's actually a solid pitching coach, or I only know about his personality, really? Well, he was the pitching coach for the Indians for a few years. I believe he was with them right. uh, when they That's, went to the World Series. Then at the same time, I believe I heard uh, Trevor Bauer, like, straight up ignored what he would say, <laughs> which, I mean, that's a very Trevor Bauer thing to do. So whether that's mm-hmm. just, you know, him doing his own thing, I don't even know. But uh, I I don't know. I guess empirical evidence would say he's at least decent because the Indians have been known for pushing out starting pitching. Uh, maybe he's just a horribly incompetent manager and just, like, like how someone's really good at one thing, just terrible at another, like that kind of deal. Right. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, if you can go get the Angels pitchers to throw well, Mike Trout or hit your lineup, whatever. I mean, he did it with the Indians, I suppose. And the Indians have always been pitching well lately. I, I guess for now on Mickey. Who knew we would have been here? Uh, <laughs> yeah, talking about Mickey yeah. Callaway, we definitely had that uh, written down. <laughs> so. But yeah, I, I don't, you know, I don't love the hire for the Angels just based on the Twins model of getting guys that players like. Well, yeah, I guess there could be some sort of, like, there could be something there. I mean, at the end of the day, if he's a good pitching coach, he's a good pitching coach. Like, you can't. Right. I, I mean, but if you people know. don't listen to him, of course, you know, like Trevor Bauer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no nice guy Trevor Bauer, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, really, the, the, really the bastion of morality over here, so. This is off-season talk, if I've ever seen it. Wow, here we go. This is. I, I'm actually kind of digging it, if I'm being honest. I don't know if anyone else yeah. knows, but I feel like Great. that's kind of what's going to happen. We're just going to, like, uh, shoot the shit about what's generally going on in MLB, just because, like, it's too specific to be, like, narrowly focused on the Twins. Mm-hmm. Definitely, so, especially when well, nothing is going on with the Twins. Yeah, besides what we literally just talked about. So, right. Uh, that, is, that is the only thing of substance. Everything else is just, like, pure speculation from here on out, so this will be fun. Uh, well, not really. We can move on. So the next uh, next thing we want to talk about is the bench coach, Derek Shelton, been interviewing for basically every manager job, like, available. Uh, it seems like uh, – so he – it seemed like he was going to leave last year, even potentially, or even just become the Twins manager. Uh, he didn't. He stayed for another year. This year, it kind of felt like I almost like wrote him off immediately that they were going to take like some other team was going to take him. Uh, maybe that happens. Maybe it doesn't. It is interesting that a number of spots have been filled already. Uh, of course, the Angels with Madden, uh, the Phillies with Girardi, uh, 
the Padres with whatever the hell Jace Tingler is. Uh, and I think there's another one off the top of my head. I can't remember. But uh, leaving basically like the Mets and the Pirates, uh, there's another team I'm forgetting. I just don't care enough about. But um, he might might be gone. We'll see if they have to replace uh, him as well as uh, Rousen. Yeah. If it's, oh, man. If he's going to go to the Pirates or Mets, just stay here, man. You'll get a better job next year. Man, I mean, someone's going to get fired with a better team than the Mets that the Pirates are Mets are in. I mean, I guess if you go to the Mets, you got four really good starters, but it's also the Mets. Like, stick around, go somewhere good next year. Like, you know, <laughs> when Girardi and Madden are the MV managers for hire. Yeah, yeah. How about you don't have to be with the New York media and all of that crap? Right. You know? Yeah. Yes, yeah, see what happened to Mickey Calloway as we were just talking about. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got eaten alive. You make one mm-hmm. mistake and you're done. Well, I mean, he made a lot, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. So, uh, this is our pitch to uh, Derek Shelton to stick around. No need to leave because you will have a disaster team wherever you go unless it's the Twins. I mean, pretty much, honestly. Uh, all of, like, the good spots have already been taken, or at least the better spots right? in comparison. I guess when you look so. at the Mets, it's like you got you got the lineup. You got Pete Alonzo. You got Davis. You got, I mean, you got some good guys in there. And the pitching, you know, Syndergaard, uh, Grom, you got Stroman. You got anyone else? There's a fourth one, isn't there? Well, they, they oh, just lost Wheeler, so. Right. By we, never mind. Well, they got three very good starters, and they've got a lineup of with potential. I mean, if you don't make any bad decisions, I guess that could be fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, but the counterpoint is, uh, at the end of the day, it is the Mets. Right. And they will find yeah. a way. They always find a way. It's very true. Yeah, just stick around here. Like, this yeah, will convince him, if he's listening, definitely. Yeah, hey, uh, Derek Shelton, uh, big fan. So I know you're listening. Uh, I know you're thinking and you want a manager shop, and if you want to further your career, that's probably the best option. Uh, so I, I'm going to drop some advice. Don't. Okay, great, thank you. Nice. There, you'll get more money, but you'll hate your life. Yeah, that's that's the trade-off. <laughs> oh, man, he's sticking around. That's my call. I don't think he's leaving. I. Okay, it won't surprise me, uh, just because, like I said, there's so many, like, candidates, and there's only so many jobs open, so, who knows. Yeah, plus I don't want to be disappointed again, so he's sticking around for sure. <laughs> Alright, well, there you go, we can hold it on Cooper if he doesn't. <laughs> he leaves it in your fault. I tried my hardest, let the ledger know that I definitely tried my hardest. <laughs> Alright, now we're getting to the... Well, Speculation, everyone's really here for. How about ooh, hasty speculation? So, uh, I know we've brought this up. I know a lot of people have brought this up. I know we're gonna bitch about it because it feels like we brought this up before everyone else brought this up. Hashtag stop seeing our content. But uh, <laughs> the the trading potentially of Eddie Rosario has kind of been the uh, one of the, one of the hot topics. It's kind of just been uh, who do you get for starting pitchers and. Do you trade Eddie Rosario? And most of the time, it seems like those two are actually somewhat related. But uh, it's—I think that's going to be a pre- prevalent question the entire off season. I brought it up. I said I'd be okay with it. I believe you've agreed, said that you'd be okay with it. I'm just going off that because you agree with everything I say. So, yep. 
Yeah, yeah, great. See, um, it's and I'm still okay with it, but I am thinking, and I do wonder. We're we're kind of like doing that weird sort of double think where we're just like, oh, th- we don't like this player; he's bad. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we think he's going to net us something good. You know? Yeah, I was actually going to bring that up right away. It's like, oh, we yeah, there you go. Let's, of course, I was. <laughs> it's like let's, let's <laughs> yeah. trade him away because he he wasn't good. So let's give him away to a team and get a number three starting pitcher. It's like. Well, how does that make any sense? <laughs> if we don't think he's yeah. good, the teams with the you know analytics and the front offices that are paid to make these decisions won't give away a John Gray for Eddie Rosario. He won't be the I think I made this claim a while ago. He won't be the headliner of a trade package. Like if he's a piece, a prospect will have to be a prospect that's higher value than Rosario will be the centerpiece of the trade if we're to get a starter in the trade with him. Yeah, yeah, that's probably – I could probably see that, yeah. It's – well, and not only, like, just uh, I think Eddie Rosario's lack of trade value, I think it's just going to be the – starting pitching is just so thin around Major League Baseball. It's like getting anyone, like you said, John Gray is going to cost, like, an arm and a leg. Just because it's like they hold all the leverage. What do, what does the, the team trading for him have? <clears throat> right. And something interesting um, – well, you know, there's all this speculation about Rosario being traded around, you know, Twins territory, but has there been any substance to it with, like, anyone on the inside or actual rumors from, like, the front office or anything, or is this just us? Like, going, yep, no, he had 800 no. OPS, so. <laughs> it's just us stirring the pot. Yeah, what kind of, like, like, this hitter is above average, but only slightly so, so we don't like him. Like, man, we're really spoiled. Uh, right. Yeah, no, it's it's entirely been us. I haven't seen any of like rumors so far. Although I doubt, even if they were actively looking for it, they'd leak that. Right? Uh, maybe they would. Know. I don't know. There's always yeah. something though where teams are like, or where there's just rumors of, hey, there's something. People are getting calls about this guy or something like that. Maybe it'll happen yeah. when we get the real off season, but <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, once you start getting those vague Bob Nightingale tweets, where you're just like. Yeah. Uh, insert team is interested in Eddie Rosario. It's like, well, I'm interested in eating cake every single day. However, uh, <laughs> you know, you, you see where I'm right. going. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Of course they're interested. So, because why wouldn't they? And that has no yeah. substance because, you know, now what? You're just saying stuff. Yeah. T- uh, team is interested in acquiring good player. Well, shit, <laughs> man. I, I am, for one, I'm shocked. That'll be twins interested in Garrett Cole. That'll happen. We'll see that for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. Or, like, have talked to their agent, and then everyone's going to lose their mind. Right. Like we did when they, when they like, had preliminary, preliminary talks about uh, Paul Goldschmidt. Right. That was fun. I remember that. I don't remember. Like, twins remember might that? trade for Paul Goldschmidt. It's like, what? <laughs> everyone was yeah, everyone lost crazy. their mind. For, like, two it. hours until Dan Hayes <laughs> just took a giant shit on it. So yeah. Like, no, no. They like it was basically like they called and were like Paul Goldschmidt, and then that was pretty much it. Like, like they listed off players yeah. that weren't only Nick Gordon, and Twins were like, oh, well, never mind. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, uh, Rice Lewis. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh well. Yeah. Pretty will happen again. Uh, the Twins are uh, aware of the existence of Garrett Cole. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Interesting. Yeah. Definitely. It'll be rough. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. If 
Uh, I mean, is Azario the only guy that comes to mind for you that could be on the block like that, or is there more, like, per se, Miguel Sano or Byron Buxton that you think Twins might be shopping? I don't I don't see it for anyone else. And even with Rosario, I feel like we're kind of stretching it. Right. Because I, I don't know if it makes a whole lot of sense to trade anyone who's part of your uh, quote-unquote core. Uh, whether or not you think Rosario is part of that, I guess, is why you can debate that. I don't think he don't think he is. I didn't even think he was last year when he had his best season, or at least best first half that is. Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> so I don't I don't know. Sano definitely not. That's just from people who still hate Sano and thinks he strikes out too much, uh, which that means has already been beaten to death. Uh, and then Buxton, no, don't trade Buxton. Stop being stupid. Uh, I've heard uh, trade Kepler, which if Ooh. you want, if you're talking about like pure value, he probably has the most. Uh, if you combine, if you think about, like, age, performance, and contract, uh, then, yeah, probably, but I would be against it because of his age, his performance, and his contract. Uh, that you know, won't so, happen. They're not going to trade the guy that just know. signed you a five-year deal. I mean, I know that, you know. Yeah, no. Right? But, yeah, it's not going to happen. Yeah, no, I know it won't, but, like, yeah, you know, the, these are the things we talk about. You exhaust every single <laughs> option, basically. Right. So, no. I, I don't see him. I don't see Polanco. I don't know why they trade Arias, and that pretty much <laughs> covers, like, all of your young players right there. I guess Burrios, but uh, they're not trading Burrios, so. Yeah. With Bucks and people, I mean, there's still the Syndergaard thing. I should have done that, but it wasn't going to be straight up Bucks and four Syndergaard. There would have been more tacked on with the Twins, probably a really good prospect. And if you trade Buxton, you will most definitely not give the value back that he can provide for you based on what he's done in the majors. Like, we see what he can do, but teams will trade for what he has done, I think. So it's like the mm-hmm. value you're getting when he's on the field is better than whatever you're going to get back, I think, anyway. The, if he stays healthy. At least, the, at least as it pertains specifically to the Twins, because it feels like right. they're kind of built around that specifically more than anyone else. Yeah, and, yeah, with Samo, I think he's just, He's just molded into what this front office has always kind of wanted him to be. He's going to hit 35 next year. He's going to hit 240 with an OPS, hopefully around 875. And that's definitely, that's perfect. I mean, he's going to strike out 35% of the time or whatever his clip was this year, but that does not matter at all. Like, that, and that it's the same as a ground yeah. out. It's whatever. And mm. if he hits bombs, it's whatever. Well, because 35% is pretty much exactly his career average, so great job there. Nice. Uh, yeah, nice. No, Snow's Snow's not getting traded. Again, he's, what, 26? Just yeah. came off his best season. I mean, what are what are we even talking about here? I don't think <laughs> This is off This is pre-off-season speculation when you have no oh, actual rumors. You have to actually just make up whatever you can. And it is off. I'm, I'm struggling. <laughs> Yeah, no, this is the the pregame for the off season and it sucks. <laughs> it was it oh, was man. BYOB but no one actually brought anything. The music is awful. Like it's yep. just the worst. <laughs> All right. Um, World well. Series talk would be fun. Twin twins twins nats right now, that'd be great. But hey. Maybe oh, next my year. God, it would have well, at least like ALCS talk would have been nice. Hell, at least ALCS right. game four talk would have been nice. Oh man. We're not we had that. Here. We just I think our one of our episodes was just like speculating for game four for like an hour, and I just lost game three. <laughs> I, I think specifically you mentioned like I'd I'd rather just lose game three because trying to navigate game four would be a headache. <laughs> right. 
yeah, we yeah we took way too long, and then they just ended up oh well like seven to two. Or, I don't remember the score because I blocked the game from my memory because it hurts me emotionally. I don't know, fair as as we have all done. Of course, it's great. Yeah, it, right. everything's great. It's just wonderful. So, uh, moving on, we're talking about the state of the AL Central. This is kind of an idea I had. It would be interesting to talk about uh, just because, you know, that's the division the Twins play in. Uh, so, going into 2020, I think things are fairly clear to me. I assume they're going to be to you also. Uh, so, I guess just starting from the bottom, um, the Tigers and Royals are going to be bad next year. Uh, that is a hot take, I know. But, my and my God, are the Tigers going to be bad? Like they're, the lineups they had in September, even in August. Like who even are these guys? Straight up, oh they, God! I, I will never forget when they lost to the Triple A Hangover Twins uh, yeah. after the the Twins clinched the, the playoffs. That were the uh, yeah the playoffs. That was just man. That right. was that was really something. And it's like Hangover. It's not even a joke. Like. They literally all were hung over from <laughs> well, 10 hours ago. It's insane. That team has nothing going for it right now. They have Matt Boyd, who probably won't be on the team, hopefully won't be on the team next year. Yeah. Pretty, yeah, pretty much Matt Boyd. They already traded Nick Castellanos. Right. You have uh, Miguel Cabrera's dead body. Oh, God. Uh, you, you have him have... under contract for four years, and, like, he's going up in money, like, over 30 mil each year. Like, oh, God. It's Mauer times a hundred. Like if you thought Mauer was bad, oh boy. Oh man, he is just man. That contract is bad. Uh, Leaf well, Juan Soto just did a home run, so that's cool. Um, a a a Juan Soto time. Uh, anyways, <laughs> yeah, that that contract's terrible. Let's see. Uh, I think their best player is probably Nico Goodrum, which does a whole lot. Oof. Uh, and oh, at the same gosh. time, uh, yeah, when you think about it. And that's probably true. I it's funny because I remember distinctly writing about in one of my previews by the Tigers. I said Nico Godrum is probably going to uh, be the only Tigers position player to cross the two F WAR plateau. And oh then he hit like God. one point. Then he hit like one point eight and was out for the year. And I'm like, well, <laughs> oh yeah, no. I, I cursed him. It is yeah, it's truly uh, a tragedy. Uh, as far as like even top prospects coming up, I think Casey Mize will probably be up somewhere in 2020. Arguably should have been up in 2019. That's the point. Uh, beyond that, I don't know. You're still looking at maybe Matt Manning. Uh, Riley Green is going to take a while. Uh, Daz Cameron has like completely flamed out uh, so far. It's uh, it's not looking good for them. They do have a lot of interesting pitching, um, and but like no position players whatsoever, which is not good when your entire uh, lineup of position players is awful. So not sure, not sure how they're going to get that uh, shot in the arm, but it's uh, it's going to be interesting. <laughs> yeah, they do have a the farm system was ranked sixth after the uh, at the All Star break this year, which is definitely it's good. I mean, top six of course. Um, so they've got that going for them, but that's all they've got going for them. And prospects obviously don't always pan out. And seeing it, what? Maybe they don't. <laughs> And you know, yeah, in the next five years, you're not going to get all of them to be able to form a division or even wild card contending major league team because you won't get 25 of them to pan out. That's how many they need to form a competent baseball team. 
it's it's insane how bad they are. Yeah, it's it's really is something to think about. They were like in the playoffs, like what a few years ago. Yeah, they were led by uh, Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer. <laughs> oh, um, I wonder why you chose those names specifically. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, what a dumpster fire. <laughs> it's funny. So you said they were six. Uh, Fangraphs has an eighth in their farm ranking. Uh, uh, funny enough, Twins are seventh, so that's good. Oh, yes. Yeah, there you go. Twins. Hmm. Funny that Twins just won the division, and they also have the best farm system in the division. That's wow. Tigers are they? They're just missing the winning the division part, but they're they got the other thing <laughs> down. Yeah, they they got uh, half of the equation. It's just the other half, which is going to be. Uh, the hardest one? It's like when you answer the math problem that has like eight like parts to it and you answer the easiest one first. <laughs> and you're like, all right, great. I'm like 25% of the way done. It's like, well, no. Yeah. It's about memories. That, you know, that's great. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. right, I chose the wrong uh, wrong thing to make a joke about. All right. <laughs> and you said right, 25% enough. for one for eight. That's good math too. En- enough about, hey, no one called me out on that. That was dirty. You shouldn't have said that. It was uh, my bad. You're right. <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe what's happening here. All right. Well, let's let's move on. I don't want to talk about the crappy Tigers anymore. Let's talk about yeah. the crappy Royals. Uh, this, but the the thing about the Royals now also is their crappy uh, their their team is bad. The farm system. Oh wait, the farm system is also bad. So oh. I really, yeah, it's not good. It's. See, Daniel Lynch uh, is probably their best guy. Uh, or actually, no, Bobby Witt Jr., who they just drafted. Uh, then beyond that, probably Daniel Lynch, Brady Singer. Uh, that's kind of it. Uh, the top three guys, uh, one of them is probably solid top 100 next to kind of fringe. Beyond that, you've had uh, a lot of disappointing performances from guys like Khalil Lee and Suli Matias. So their system ain't looking too hot. Uh, when one of their best uh, pitching prospects is a reliever, that kind of says a whole lot about what's going on there. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. And they, about that, they have actual competent players, unlike the Tigers. Uh, they just led the league in home runs with, or American League home runs with Solaire, so they get that going for him. But, I mean, he's not going to carry a team. And you're only, it, I mean, apparently, unless they just I was going to say all-out tank and get better prospects, but that's what they're doing. <laughs> so it's – I don't know what they, direction they're going to take here. It's like, they got to – They're tr- – Yeah. Yeah, they're trying to tank, uh, but it's not going, like, really well at all. It's like, they've been they tanking for, like, how. two or three years now. Right. And it's like, where where are the prospects? Where Shouldn't, shouldn't they be here by now? It's like, uh, nope, guess not. It really is strange. Like you'd think, you know, a team like that, you know, that was competing for the playoffs this year, that trades away all the prospects, would be at the back end of the rankings. But the Royals are just hanging out back there, despite being at a hundred losses, and just, I mean, they're just bad. It's hard to imagine that they're going to get worse, but that's the trajectory. It seems like it's true. All right, neither of us can speak, so that's nice. Uh, although, like like you said, uh, they do have more interesting position players than the Tigers uh, in Hunter Dozier, uh, Alberto Mondesi, Jorge mm-hmm. Soler, and some other guys out there. 
uh, I don't know, some random guys. I don't know if Alex Gordon's going to have another career resurgence or something. Nope. Uh, but then, no, he won't. But then you look at uh, the starting pitching, and you're like, well, Brad Keller's pretty good. Oh, no. Oh, oh, oh no. And then and that's it's, it. it's just it, – it actually is somewhat depressing to look at the, the rest of the guys beyond Brad Keller. I think Homer Bailey ended up as, like, their fourth best pitcher. And uh, be reminded that Homer Bailey was traded at the All-Star break. So, yeah. I'm surprised he was actually say a lot. I was surprised he wasn't higher up. Not not gonna lie. Well, uh, I think some guys might have done it just by innings alone. Uh, oh yeah, and not necessarily yeah. performance flows. Yeah, performance. So, yeah, that's, that's true. That's kind of the going. And then they have Ian Kennedy, who's still here for some reason. I really don't know why he was traded or wasn't traded at the deadline. I don't know what they needed a, a good closer for. Uh, yeah, I don't get that. Yeah, it was uh, it was wonderful when Ian Kennedy was the uh, the subject of about 20 minutes of speculation for us before the trade deadline, and they didn't even bring him anyway. Didn't even get rid of him. So yeah, I'm gonna keep him around. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, they didn't even. It was weird. There wasn't even like any rumors surrounding him. Like right. other guys was like, oh, you know, like Felipe Vasquez. Before it turned out he was a sick fuck. Uh, it was like, <laughs> yeah, uh, there are tons of rumors about him. You know, guys like I don't know Melanson. Uh, Chris Martin, you know, whatever, all the relievers that are around. But then nothing around Ian Kennedy, which was weird because he was good. And I think I actually uh, read a report that there was some sort of deal in place with Atlanta, but the Royals owner at the time didn't want to pay off the rest of that contract, which that would explain a lot, actually. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, it had probably had a lot to do with the money. Royals probably just being stubborn and stupid because they're the Royals. <laughs> I do. Ian Kennedy is yeah, one no. of the top three players right now, so it's fun. Yeah, great stuff. And if you, I'm gonna go off of like my own rant at some of these days about how I hate how teams tank, but that's that's a that's a rant for another day, not today. I'm a quietly, I'm a fan of the. I, I enjoy a long tank that I get to see the end result of. <laughs> I mean, it's. Well, yeah, obviously, as Twins fans, we, we have now seen, like, uh, the ability to reap the benefits of it. But, like, more of the modern taking, I feel like, I feel like teams are just stupid. I'm going to, like, lightly glee off, like, like start with this. I'm not going to get in depth. Where teams sure. are just like, we're just going to suck for a while. And it's like, that's fine. But, like, I, I don't understand why teams, like, in free agency that are tanking don't offer, like, like this last offseason, perfect example. Like, Gio Gonzalez was still a free agent like, deep into the offseason. I don't know why the Orioles weren't just like, we're going to pay you 15 mil for one year. Yes, you're going to get just for the sole fact that we're going to trade you at the deadline. Yeah. Uh, sorry, that's a reality. Here's a lot of money. Because that's just buying prospects. Like, yeah. why, why don't why don't teams do that? It doesn't make any sense. Right. I, I wonder if it came down to Gio wanting more than, although even if it was more than one year, I bet they could still get a trade then. That is true. I wonder why they... Yeah, I mean, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Get him, yeah. trade him. I do it on MLB The Show when I'm <laughs> as it works. <laughs> yeah. You think about it for more than two seconds, you're like, yeah, why don't they do this? Like, sell a few tickets. No, the, the A's did it all the time whenever they'd sign, like, Rajay Davis and then trade him to right. a team that needed speed. You got a prospect. Whether he pans out or not, that's not the point. It's the process of, like, gaining uh, – you know, just gaining the prospects just in case. You never know. It's better than just sitting on your ass and doing nothing. 
Like the Orioles, the only thing they did over the off season was sign. Uh, oh God, what's his name? As I just choked. Uh, they signed like one pitcher, and that was that was it. That was their entire off season. It's like that's that's annoying. I hate that. Right. I'm gonna yeah. stop this rant here before it, it goes like 30 minutes longer. <laughs> yeah, that's but you get the idea. Uh, yeah, I enjoy. I don't enjoy, but I, I'm not fully against the tank slash rebuild where teams do it correctly and end up getting somewhere. But when it's more about yeah. like the money concept or the money side of it, and teams are just doing it because they can and don't want to spend, then it's really annoying. But yeah, when there's the yeah. end result in sight, I see. But with the Tigers or Royals, what are you doing? Yeah, it's exactly that. It's like, what are we doing here? Like, what? Just what? What are we doing? I don't. Yeah, know. yeah it's, it's fine. Why? Why are we giving eighty innings to Edwin Jackson? What? What are right. we doing? So, yeah. uh, enough about that. Talk about this is going to be an, an interesting team to talk about next year. Uh, the Chicago White Sox. Because I, I don't know about you, I don't actually buy into them too much. I I've seen a lot. Of people say it, they think they're going to be good in 2020, which is fair. I can see why people say that. Hell, I saw a lot of that after they like took a series against the Twins. People thought they were better going forward, which absolutely blew my mind. I literally could not understand that. That made me go away from Twitter for like an entire day. I was just so mad. <laughs> uh, but anyways, I they they have more interesting uh, upside than the other teams we've mentioned. Certainly, guys like Tim Anderson, Yuan Mankata, uh, who have already had. You know the type of seasons you'd uh, like to see from those like those kind of prospects, um, but at the same time you look at their starting pitching beyond Lucas Giolito is just awful. Their bullpen was just okay at times, and their offense, even with guys like that, really wasn't that great. And uh, they, they seem to be like stuck in the past. They had the highest ground ball rate in all of baseball for some reason. Uh, when everyone else is hitting the ball in the air, the White Sox are doing the exact opposite. They basically just batted teams to death with singles, and that didn't really work out too well for them. So, I don't know. They got prospects, certainly, but uh doesn't mean a damn thing. I would put their ceiling, I don't know if this is bold at all, at like a 500 record, and that's as good as I think they can be. I think people buy into the big name a lot. Like, they see the Tim Anderson and the Yohan Moncada, and others like him and think, well, they're just, you know, the few guys that they do have that can beat you. And they go, well, they got this team. They've got these guys. Here they come. But like you said, you look past those guys and you look at the pitching side of it and it's Giolito. It's, that's about it. Everyone else was just horrible. And Giolito slowed down from the end of the year because he had, he was getting, well, he was, he, you know, comeback player of the year, maybe. I don't know. He didn't really come back from anything, but um, <laughs> he was good, but. Yeah, they didn't have anything else on the pitching side, and really just a couple big names like Moncada, Abreu, who was probably gone, and Tim Anderson hitting. So not much besides mm-hmm. him, and as you said, prospects are there, but you know, Twins know all about Twin fans know all about that. Prospects don't always work out. Not only that, when they do, it usually takes a few years. Right, not really a, an immediate thing most of the time. So we'll see. Uh, the upside is there. Uh, Going to say 500, that might be more haterish than even I'm going at. Uh, I could still see that. I think 500 around there, uh, maybe a little bit higher for me personally. Like, if you wanted, like, the absolute ceiling. But, right. yeah, it's going to come down to, you got Giolito, then it's going to come down to what can Michael Kopech do coming back from Tommy John. 
what will uh, Dylan Cease be like in 2020? Uh, I don't I don't think like a guy like Dane Dunning is going to make any uh, impact. Uh, then beyond that, are you going to sign anyone in free agency? You know, you're going to finally actually get someone and not just like offer 50 million less to Manny Machado than he ended up getting. Uh, you know, yeah, can Eloy Jimenez, Eloy Jimenez take the next step because he honestly wasn't that great in 2019? Can uh, Nick Madrigal and uh, Luis Robert, you know, can they do anything that they get called up? It's a lot of questions. Now, if the answer is yes to all those, okay, now you're looking at a solid team, but what are the odds that that happens? Yeah, you mentioned Eloy Jimenez, and I think he was beyond overrated this season. OPS of just 828. And, you know, it's nothing elite or anything. It's certainly serviceable, better than Eddie Rosario. But, um, yeah, he was, everyone thought he was really good when, yeah, he wasn't great at all. And Luis Arise, who slugs about 100, um, had an OPS of 838. So, better than Jimenez. And, yeah, definitely the pitching is going to have to come around. You put a ceiling higher than over 500, I'd see that, I guess. That's just, for me, it's just the first year of them being semi-good would be this year, and I I just think it'll take one more step, as you do too. But, yeah, I don't yeah. see it happening. Well, if we're, we're going to haggle about, like, the difference between four and five games, uh, I don't know, <laughs> or four or five wins, so it is whatever. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I, I don't think people understand, like, Eloy, that 1.9 F4, WRC plus a 116, like, perfectly fine, capable player. Especially for his first year, nothing special. Arias was better. Uh, Alvarez, Jordan Alvarez was miles better. Um, kind of weird. Hey, Jordan Alvarez was like Mike Trout at sometimes during the year, but <laughs> so that's yeah, insane yeah, and kind of not talked about much. But yeah, it was really absurd. But of course, he was on the Astros, the team that needs everything it can get just to build a World Series every year. It's not whatever, um, except the last year, I suppose. And many, many years before that. But anyway, uh, yeah, White Sox are tough. They're projected to be better, but it, a lot will have to go right is what it comes down to. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's a, it's a good way of putting it. So we'll see. I don't know if that's for anyone else. Uh, I name most of their prospects, right? It's kind of – what does that say about me where I don't even need a list of it and I can say it off the top of my head? Like – um. What does that say? That's that's a uh, that's something. <laughs> I can't. I from, like literally, I, I I actually didn't have like their page open. I was like, oh yeah, so Michael Kopech, Nick Madrigal, or Dane Dunning, and I'm like, I, I have to stop at some point. And be like, is this where I'm headed in my life? Or I'm just like, <laughs> I know I know the top prospects for teams other than the Twins. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, like I can name probably one from most teams, but it's like, uh, you're, you got three three to five for every team. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't want to think about that. I want to move on. So there's that. Uh, the next team, the last team, and the most spicy team to talk about probably, be the uh, the Cleveland Indians, who, uh, of course, I don't know if you heard, uh, actually didn't make the playoffs. Kind of weird Ooh, how that happened. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I, it was weird. Uh, you know, a few weeks ago, I was just looking through my TV trying to see when the Indians game was, but there was none. I don't know how that <laughs> happened. Must, must have been a mistake. It's weird how that happens. So, I, obviously, they're going to 
<laughs> oh, I love making fun of it. Uh, although we can't say much because the Twins got swept. But they were still in. Oh, uh, right. So, yeah, it, there's a difference. Uh, anyways, the Indians in 2020, they're, that's going to be an interesting team for me because there's a lot of what-ifs, uh, but I, I still think the upside is there. Um, they're still going to have, you know, Francisco Lindor. Uh, they're going to have Mike Clevenger, Shane Bieber. They're going to have uh, an apparently fixed Jose Ramirez. And uh, that in of itself can carry the team to at least being 500, if not better than that. Beyond that, uh, you're kind of be looking at will Corey Kluber bounce back? Will he be healthy? Uh, can Zach Plezak and Aaron Savali continue to beat their peripherals, which I don't think they will, but maybe they do. Uh, will the bullpen overperform again? Will they even, you know, go out and get outfielders that they should have done last year now that they're going to lose Puig? Uh, I don't know. They don't really have top prospects on the horizon. They have some, but not many coming up. So I I don't know. They're going to be – it's interesting. I can't really, like, peg them, like, where, where, they, where they're going to be on, like, the spectrum of goodness. Yeah, and it's it's interesting because their top four starters are still Shane Bieber, Clevenger, uh, Kluber, and Carrasco, which is very good with, like, room for, say, uh, where do you go? Oh, right, a Savali or someone like him at number five, which yeah. for someone who pitched like Savali didn't hear at number five, that's pretty good when you got – they got an excellent pitching staff and they have for many years, and that's continuing here. They got the lineup. They got Lindor and a healthy Ramirez. Two players, when healthy and performing at their best, will be MVP candidates. Uh, their catcher, catching situation, Perez was fine. Uh, but besides those two position players, really, they don't have a ton. They do have Mercado, who had a fine year. Brian Mill, who they acquired, will have for like the next four years, which is really annoying because they got him from Trevor <laughs> Bauer. But that's whatever. <laughs> yeah. I hated that trade. That sucked. It probably won't have yeah. Puig back. At least I don't think so. I'd say he's leaving. Bowers is a capable bat, but Twins lineup is definitely, I'd rank them ahead of the Indians. They've got just a couple of star power guys, but hopefully the Twins can get a couple there. But yeah, um, just a couple. <laughs> just a few. Yeah, the pitching staff is where the Twins have to catch up starting staff, and obviously that's what everyone hopes to do and hopes that the Twins do in free agency or trades with, you know, Rosario for. Syndergaard or whatever, but uh, yeah, having Barrios and well, add four more and try to equal the Indians is going to be a tough task, but we'll see what they can do. Hopefully, I don't, I don't even know if they have to do that because, like you said, uh, I think I don't think it's a hot take to say the Twins' offense is better. Uh, right. So they're they'll already they'll have a little bit of leeway as far as that goes. They don't have to necessarily be equals. Uh, in the pitching staff, you just have to get close enough where you can make up the rest. Uh, but again, I think the bullpen like, is better for the Twins. Probably. They, the Indians' bullpen situation is weird this year. They have, like, a lot of guys who are really good specialists. They didn't really have a whole lot of guys you could just, like, put in for one inning and, like, not sweat about it. Whereas the Twins had quite a few. Um, you know, like May and uh, mm-hmm. Romo, Rogers, of course. So uh, that'll be interesting. Uh, as far as their, the Indians pitching staff, because, like, uh, like you mentioned, I think Bieber and Clevenger are obviously fantastic pitchers. That's not, you know, that's not a hot take there. They're both really good and young. Carrasco was just awful this year, even, you know, before the uh, the diagnosis, of course, uh, even afterwards. How much that affected him, I don't know. 
how much you can say a 32-year-old will be able to bounce back. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it's kind of the same boat with Kluber. I think he's going to go into his age 35 season. And I think we're all acutely aware now of uh, aging curves in baseball and how harsh they can be. So to just assume these kind of guys can come back and be who we uh, have seen them to be, that might be a little – okay, Kluber's 33. I was a little bit off. But uh might be a little presumptuous. But if they can, then you're looking at back at a team that will certainly uh, compete against the Twins, give them a good fight. If not, it might be a little bit more bumpy for them. And, the yeah, the thing about the Indians is we saw it this year. They can pitch out – I mean, they can throw out reliable starting pitching like a machine. It's, it's pretty insane. I mean, they've, whatever true, they've yeah. got going down there is just crazy. It's like – you saw if they were missing Kluber, and they had a partly ineffective Bauer. Carrasco wasn't pitching well. Clevenger was out for a few months. And they were shutting teams down with just really good starting pitching. A game in and game out with – it's like Savali who came out of nowhere. I can't even remember the others and on the roster. Uh, <laughs> it was like Zach uh, Zach was one of them. Like, yeah. yeah, right. It was just annoying. Like, I mean, whoever they called up would just come in and just throw three shutout uh, games. And they'd be like, all right. Then they'd send them back down because they didn't even have room for him. <laughs> Yeah, although they all have bad peripherals, so I will uh, I will bug them about that. I'm a slave to FIP and XFIP. Uh, ERA is a fake stat. Uh, I, I've been on record. ERA is a fake stat. I do not believe in it. Um, <laughs> we believe in uh, we believe in WHIP in this household. So there's that. All right, yeah. I guess you're a WHIP uh, only podcast. WHIP and F4. That's what we go by. I'm gonna get uh, sponsored by WHIP. <laughs> like a like cool whip or something like that. How about That's that? That's pretty good. That would be interesting. There you go. Just like, <laughs> we're sponsor them. Pay them to sponsor us. It's just we can say it. Yeah. We're not a, a true podcast until you have a sponsor. Uh, usually it's like NordVPN or like whatever the, right. like, whatever the standards are. Cheap Geek, yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> use uh, promo code uh, leading off and uh, get 10% off your first order. There you go. That's not – don't try that. We'll get in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Will we? You're just gonna get an error message, whatever. So right, so, uh, yeah. Anyways, I think we've exhausted that topic, so let's move on. We're talking about potential Rule Five casualties. So this one is a little bit harder to track down. I had to to uh, ask Seth Sows for uh, his uh, thoughts whether or not I could get a list of names. This is somewhat confusing because it's like before. I think it was uh, before 2015. Uh, like before 18 and then after the 2016 draft after 18 with like a whole bunch of ran- like random stuff will will be like oh yeah now this player's eligible because of this reason and that's how you got like Elvis Luciano who's 19 and was eligible for the Rule 5 which none of it makes any sense so <laughs> they, I don't get it I let the smart people figure it out and then I just do it from there so uh, I did gather somewhat of a list I, I hope it's accurate if it's not yeah, but we'll be looking at it now. So the no one's gonna fact check name, us. No one's. I please don't fact check me. For the love of God, don't fact check me. Um. Anyways, we're looking at the, uh, the first one. I and these are just like obvious ones. I think not really necessarily sure. Just anyone who's available, just the obvious ones. So the first one, uh, Johan Duran. I think it's pretty safe. He's gonna be added to the forty man roster. I don't think that's much of a hot take. No, not at all. I mean. I mean, inevitable. Why wouldn't they, right? I mean, yeah, they're gonna. They're not gonna be like because some other team would 
hit the Tigers or someone would accidentally pick him up and he'd be really good. So they're gonna, they're gonna do it. Yeah, accidentally just fall ass backwards <laughs> into it. Yeah. So Yonder on definitely. Uh, Wander Javier, probably definitely. Uh, That's tough. Even though he's at even though he's at low A, I definitely. Well, sure, but he hasn't really played a full season. It's supposed to be added to the 49. Is there room for him? You can make room. We'll make room. If you got a, I suppose, I mean, if it's kicking off like Ronald Torres or something, then that's, yeah, yeah it's whatever. It shouldn't, not too yeah. controversial if I were to look into it, but he has not exactly met expectations. I mean, this is true, but I, the upside's still there. There's still a lot of talent, so they're always going to keep that around. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, you got it. And you got me with what, that what do you argument. Want, I mean, it kind of comes down to, do you want Wander Javier or Ryan Lamar? Like, Don't test me there. Are, are, are we even having this? <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, what, whatever. Yeah, you're right. You're right, though. Yeah. Makes sense. All right, so moving on. Uh, Next name, uh, Griffin Jacks, uh, right-hand pitcher at Double A, probably. Uh, he's a decent prospect. He had a really good year at Double A. Can you tell Adam? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean same boat as like Javier. You got the upside there, and he could be good. So he's better than, as you brought up, Ryan Lamar or someone like him. So, right? Now we're just gonna. Scott. Now we're just gonna hate on Ryan Lamar. That's what <laughs> right. we're doing now. He's probably, there's no way he's going to be on the team, but we're just trashing him anyway. It's great. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, he's, he's quadruple-A fodder. As, as mean as it is, it's the truth. Yeah. So, uh, the next name, let's see, uh, Travis Blankenhorn. Yep. I don't really know with him. He actually had a really good year at double-A, mm-hmm. and he's a, you know, he's, he's a good hitting prospect and played quite a number of positions in the infield. But the issue is, I just said the infield, and the infield's already pretty stacked. So I don't I don't know. I think they keep him around because the talent is there, but at the same time if you're just keeping a guy around just for the sake of keeping him around, you're like, what's what's really the point of that? Yeah, I suppose, but I mean he as you said he had he had a pretty good year, he did drop off. He ended the end of the season seven eighty six OPS. Which in an OBP of oh. just three twelve. Actually this was at double A. Single A oh geez, never mind. He said worse at single A. Not much going on for Blankenhorn. He's, you know, he's, uh, who would I compare him to on the Twins? At AAA, he was a lot like Rosario with low OBP. But in single A, he had a 377 OBP, so he just, like, switched roles because his OPS was the same. He just slugged more in AA. So I don't know. That is weird. Hmm. But overall, uh, OPS in the 780s at both spots. If, I mean, they might make room, but if he's the odd man out, so be it. I don't know if someone's even going to pick him up. You know, he's never played at AAA even, so it'll be interesting. Yeah, they probably will. There's some, you know, absolutely garbage team out there that's just not going to care. So <laughs> it happens all the time. Uh, he, more than anyone, and it's it's too late for that now, I thought it was going to get dealt at the deadline. Simply as like a like a sort of zero-sum game, some of the Yankees do a lot, where they're just like, this guy's going to be Rule 5 eligible anyways. We don't have any room for him at the major league level. Yeah, he's a good prospect, but since he has, like, no place on the team going forward, it's not going to be much of a loss if we deal him. So it's like, there's no point in not trading him and at least getting something back. So I, I thought it was a bit odd that he was still on the team. Yeah, we did. I think we had this conversation at the time, and we were, like, really sad because we both thought Duran was going to be gone. 
we were <laughs> we both thought he would be traded since he's gonna be rule five eligible, so we were like, Oh geez, but nope, yeah. they kept him, so that's good. Yeah, they they better not trade if I I'm in this weird spot where it's like, please, I w I'd like to trade some prospects for uh starting pitching. But at the same time but I'm like if you even one. think if you think about trading Jordan Balazovic, I am flying to Minnesota and kicking your ass. Like that's so then you're just like, well, who are you either to get rid of? I'm like, oh no, I actually have to pick now. They're all my right. sons. Anyone knows outside the top fifteen? <laughs> yeah, we're gonna trade. Uh, yeah, someone outside the top fifteen and get back Matt Boyd. I'm like, wait, hold up. <laughs> It'll work. Sense. Hold up. It'll work. Eight hundred OPS Rosario. Yeah, exactly. Same idea. Exactly same idea. See, um, <laughs> moving on. The last one. Well, our last two actually. My bad. Uh, so we go with Luke Rayleigh. Uh, of course, outfielder who's been playing uh, playing in the AFL. He missed a lot of the year at AAA, which is kind of unfortunate. I don't think they add him just because they're already stacked at the outfield, not only at the major league level, but then you got uh, Alex Kirilov and Trevor Larnick. So it's like I there is no absolute way he fits in. He's like what the eighth option in outfield at this point, or something. Uh. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm gonna call right now that they do keep him. I think, he, you know, they. I think they're they're gonna want to see what they got in him. He didn't get to play much in AAA, and he was hitting well. Uh, I'm I'm assuming they'll be able to make room because it shouldn't be too rough. And you never know what could happen out there. Maybe he's a lifelong Nelson Cruz designated hitter, which is something I don't think the Twins will do once Cruz retires. But hey, <laughs> no, I think they'll make room for him. See what he's got. I don't know. Wait, do you think Nelson Cruz is going to retire ever? Well, I mean, what holds Rayleigh? By the time Rayleigh's 35, Cruz is going to be 50, and at that point, I think it's over. <laughs> then at that point, he's going to be like, he's going to be like half biotic and just like, you know. Still improving. Yeah, still getting better. It's like, Nelson Cruz, the ripe old age of 46, still leading the Statcast leaderboards. You're just like, how? What is oh, no. happening? He takes naps. Yeah, it's the naps. The, the high quality nap. That's the excuse I need to make. Matt, why didn't you do your homework? Ooh, doing, I was taking naps. Performing taking games and naps. <laughs> yeah, it's wonderful. Don't mess with the system. This is a great Don't mess with the system. Exactly. So keep him around. I, I don't know. I think Rayleigh's fun. Keep it. I'm thinking he, they keep him. I don't know why exactly, but I've just got this instinct. So I'm betting on it. Maybe you're right. I I mean I still could see it, but I'm just like as a like a practical way of looking at it. I'm like I sure. have no clue what in the hell they would even do with them. So, mm-hmm. all right, uh, moving on. Next one, kind of in the same vein, uh, Xander Wheel, who was uh, the first base outfielder at AAA. He had a pretty solid year, uh, even when considering that the AAA balls were juiced as hell. Uh, <laughs> I. I don't know. Maybe there's like an outside chance. It, I I don't see it with him. Kind of the same thing with Rayleigh. They're already like stacked at outfield and first base is the easiest position to feel uh, like to put together a, like a platoon or claim CJ Crone or whatever. It's like so to to like dedicate that to a prospect. I you don't have to do that. So yeah. I I don't see it. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't think they go out of their way to make room for him. They're not going to release someone just to keep Xander Wheel on. I think he's I think he's out. If some team wants to pick yeah. him up, go right ahead. But, yeah. yeah. Sorry, Xander. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I mean, nothing personal, I guess. If you yeah. he, no, he's not listening to this. 
<laughs> He's not, hey, you never know. You never know. Yes, you're right. <laughs> yeah, no, we've we've already had confirmed Lewis Thorpe and Bruce Darger Adderall, so. I yeah. suppose, yeah. Yeah, that sucks. Both time I kind of, like, talk negatively about them, and, <laughs> and you talked extremely positively. It's like you knew. Mm-hmm. I knew it. I knew it. All right, so moving on, we're doing the fan questions, which is, they said, all from one guy. Thank you, Cody Perko. Uh this is kind of what we deserve for posting the question during the World Series. This is uh, not well thought out on our part. Uh, but let's see. So the first question, definitely the most interesting one, I think. Uh, what do you think about the prospect of switching uh, the Doof to Tyler Duffy to the closer role and switching Rodgers to more of a 2018 hater role? Uh, if you have a lefty in a more flexible mix and match role, not there looks to be another lights-out arm in our pen. Now, this is... An idea that I think we've been, like it has been circulating throughout uh, you know Twins Twitter for a while now, kind of letting Rogers be the uh, the Andrew Miller, uh, like you said, Josh Hader type of fireman guy, multi inning if you want. And I did think it was kind of weird that going into this year, this going to be preaching, uh, you know, not having a dedicated closer role and having a number of guys who can potentially do it. But then when it came around to it, they kind of just used Rogers as the de facto closer after a while after Blake Parker you know, was seemingly ineffective. And even after they acquired Sergio Romo, I think he had, like, what, two or three saves for the Twins? Instead, it was just Rodgers the entire time, basically. So it it was interesting to see if they didn't do that, because I think they really should, actually. Yeah, I was actually – I think we were both surprised all season when they saved Rodgers for the ninth inning, because we talked about – we've been talking about this for, you know, since – since spring, I don't know when we started this podcast, but whenever we started, we were all preaching just, you know, uh, put Rodgers in the, I don't care where, the seventh inning, wherever you need him to get six outs and give him an off day and do it the next day after that. Just do it. Let Duffy get the save. Let Romo get the save. Let anyone else get the save because save is a stupid stat that does not matter. It's just an inning that is, I mean, I don't know. Just right. put him Amen, in there. brother. Amen, brother. Yes, and put uh, Rodgers in the most high-leverage situation because he's your best reliever. Although Duffy mm-hmm. definitely stepped up and proved that he can also take over that role, but if you need a lefty-lefty or something, Rodgers is your guy, not uh, I don't know, was he their only lefty at points? Yeah, he definitely was. Uh, uh, yeah, at a lot of points, definitely. Yeah, I guess they really he was the only guy to do a lefty-lefty matchup, but he, since he was their designated closer, it seemed, it was Kinda odd because you can come in, get that lefty out, and get four more righties out in the seventh inning and eighth inning combined. So it was weird, and I would love to see that. But with Duffy, I don't even think you have to move him to the closer role. You just move him to the next highest leverage after Rogers. And you know, if that is in the ninth inning, that's when it is. But as we've talked about, the closer role is overblown and doesn't need to be a thing. Put them in; they need to pitch. Yeah, I think with Duffy, like you said, just like don't not to put him in a close role, but like keep him in the pool of guys you could use in that situation. Which right. would seem to be him, May, and then Romo if you decide to resign him. And it's like that's good enough right there. If you if you ever are in a situation where you need to use someone else in the close role, something has gone terribly, terribly wrong anyway, so uh kind of where we're at. And I also was just thinking about it. I think it was interesting also that to start the year, they kind of did use Rodgers in that multi-inning role. We do remember making a lot of, like, those Taylor Rodgers, now apparently Goose Gosses jokes. They had, like, uh, 
a large number of multi-inning saves, and uh, like that fizzled off in the second half almost completely, where he's just dedicated one inning, maybe one in the third, uh, but nothing much beyond that. Yeah, it was it was rough. I mean, it was like they were saving him for the playoffs, which he pitched. I don't know, like not at all in, but just in one game. Yeah, maybe they're saving him for the ALCS during that time, but his usage was always kind of questionable to both of us for sure, and we expressed that awkward, or not awkward, just that weird frustration that why aren't you throwing it more, and why aren't you doing it in the right situation, mm-hmm. Rocco Baldelli? Don't you think we know more than you? <laughs> yeah. Not that, I mean, to be fair, I mean, it's, it's a national pastime to question bullpen management. They've been doing that for years now. Is it, right. like, the easiest thing to, like, in hindsight do? No one ever bitches about it when it happens. You always bitch about it afterwards kind of deal. Uh, so I, I don't know. Maybe they'll learn. Maybe, maybe I don't know. I feel like uh, they should they understand that how to properly use them. Maybe it's like a personal thing. He understands. Maybe Rodgers himself doesn't like doing the multi-inning and then, uh, you know, having to pitch the next day potentially because his numbers uh, the next day after pitching were just awful. So maybe that had something to do with it for some reason. Yeah, it was a tiny sample size, and I didn't. I don't know if I believed in it fully, but I think they should have kept throwing him out there. I don't know. It all worked out. They won the division, but if they want to do it again, (laughs) they better listen to us. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I guess that's what I've got on the take. Yeah, it's, it's good. Uh, use use Taylor Rogers more. That's a take. So, let's see. Next question. One bold prediction for anything about the Twins in 2020. Uh, a wide-open question. Oh, wow. Awesome. Uh, bold prediction. Let's see. Uh, they have the best bullpen in baseball. How about that? Wow. Yeah, I like that's it. Bold. Um, that is bold. I've had bold predictions, but I can't seem to remember. So I'm gonna come up with something on the spot here. So give me like ten seconds. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, it's okay. I can just uh, I can just talk right now. So uh, Houston is up five one in the top of the ninth. <laughs> Roberto Osuna is about to get uh, the hell boot out of him when he comes into this game. Uh, yeah. Kind of tragic. I was really hoping for the Nats. Come on, guys. All right, I got you. All right, um, Max right. Kepler will finish top five in MVP voting. Ooh. All right, I like yeah. that. Yep. Your guy right there. Big fan. I mean, I mean, he should have been an all-star this year, but that's, right. that's an argument in itself. going to make up for it. All right, good. Thank you. Appreciate it. So, uh, next question then. Uh, the Office or Parks and Rec? Uh, it's going to be uh, really tragic when I up. say – Don't mess this up. When I say – when I say neither, because I've only watched oh. the first season for both, so it's all right. It's better than better than saying Parks and Rec, which is just not a good show <laughs> at all. The Office, and it's yeah. not remotely close. Yeah, I probably favor The Office over what I've seen so far, but that's not even saying that much, though. So. Hey, I've got some good news for you, by the way. Oh, what? Uh, Aaron Jones just scored 37 points, and you're winning by a lot in your league now, so that's good. <laughs> oh, well, that was going to be day J anyway, so it didn't matter. Oh, okay. thank you. Thank <laughs> you, Aaron Jones. Yeah, I was just All complaining right. I was just complaining that Tevin Coleman put up four touchdowns. I was like, what the hell? Come on. Uh, I won because of Latavius Murray and Tyrell Williams, so I'm just cheating the system. <laughs> oh, man, yeah, you cheated. Jesus. Yes. Uh, <laughs> how about, could, I, could I interject in this and uh, 
offer the third party opinion. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Can I do that? I have not watched a single episode. Wow. Okay. Well, it's it's kind of funny because uh, before this year I hadn't either, but okay. uh, in the house I live in, uh, the communal TV is like ninety nine percent of the time on to Always It's Sunny in Philadelphia. <laughs> so I've personally never wa- like searched out to watch any episode, but I've already seen like fifty just through like walking by or just like sitting on the couch for like huh. twenty minutes or whatever. Yeah, so now it's like I can identify episodes be like, oh, it's that episode. It's like, I, I don't even watch this show. Like, why, why do I know this? <laughs> huh. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess I've never seen it. Office, the Office ranks as my number one TV show, I think. Oh, really going to get into this. Because I'm just <laughs> the same as every person on Earth. But shut up with TV. Yeah, show. no, you're, you're, you're basic. basic. You know? Basic. Gonna, basic. All right, I'm... You shut up. Everyone likes it for a reason. I mean, <laughs> whatever. Oh, I'm not hey, a part I don't actually. I don't actually have strong opinions on it. I just like making fun of people. So. so yes, I know. <laughs> yeah, well, it's kind of weird. Personally, I don't watch a whole lot of TV, so I don't know. I, I don't. I don't the off really. season is when I catch up on it because. If we're talk, currently talking about uh, Xander Wheel and others among themselves. I've got better things to do than that usually. So, you know, when you put it that way, yeah, uh, that's a that's a quite a point. Yeah, you're just uh, you're just trolling on Twitter for the thirtieth straight day, just like looking for something because you're like, oh my god, no one has done anything. I haven't had a non-sarcastic tweet in like five days. I need to. I need like actual substance to go into my account. It's getting rough. We need, yeah, we need actual moves, like any minute ones. Oh, man. My last one, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, yeah, six of Yeah, my last, like, six tweets are just, just bad. It's before, like, the podcast <laughs> one. Oh, God. <laughs> Wait, your last six were bad? Uh, I mean... Hey, hey. <laughs> Whatever. I have no right. I have no room to talk. Uh... <laughs> Anyways, so there's there's that. We've, so we've talked about what what else? What all have we talked about? We talked about Mickey Calloway. We've talked Talk about boy. Xander Wheel. We've talked about TV shows, and I mean we've, we've truly talked about everything else but the twins. <laughs> Just, oh gosh, and yeah, until we get actual things to talk about, this will continue. Make sure to tune in yeah. every week, every other week. Yeah, even when we push it back to every other week, this is what happens. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Well, yes, we can move on to the last thing we've written down. Uh, yesterday, it was announced that Royce Lewis was the Arizona Fall League MVP, uh, which is very nice. He had an, an incredible Arizona Fall League, so it's not surprising. It was very nice to see. I was there. I tuned in for the championship game because it was streaming on MLB.com. He uh, had a, a double and a single. It was nice to see him played third base, played a Good third base. I don't. I don't remember too many plays off time I had, but uh, it's nice to see, especially considering he had a pretty rough year. Um, so I was ending on a good note, uh, which is especially hard to do when you consider how damn long the season was for him. Basically, April until now, like a normal season, which is somewhat unusual for minor leaguers. Yeah, for sure. Uh, definitely good, as you said, to see him end on the high note because he never really did get going. It was always just the same stuff, you know. 230 average or whatever he was at. Um, yeah, he's still the top prospect, and he's top 10 in baseball. He's won 
slightly rough season isn't going to alter that, and he proved this during this that he is a top ten prospect. So yeah. you know he's going to be fun to watch. They're not going to trade him, so don't. At least I don't think so. You know, maybe they could. I, I don't think so. They're not trading him. They're not trading. It ruined. No, definitely not. Yeah, well, I mean, we could speculate about that, but that's just tired. I'd rather talk about the office. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, much better. <laughs> yeah, it's good to see him do that. That's what I got on it. Is it – this is slightly related. This is something I just thought of. Is it a hot take to say I don't think uh, the Twins trade either Lo- uh, Royce Lewis, Alex Kirloff, or Bruce Dargrader all this offseason? No, I don't think they do either. I don't think they should. There's no reason to. No, I, mean, I can see an argument I, for they should, but I don't think uh, they will. I, I think with where they're slotted to fit in the organization and how good they could potentially be with having a, uh, you know, great pitcher in Bruce Gratterall headlining the rotation, Kirloff yeah. headlining the field, and then Lewis headlining the infield. I mean, <laughs> that's pretty good. Obviously. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to stop you there because George Springer just hit one uh, eight miles. Uh, uh, 7-1 now. I hate to see it. Anyways, uh, you are I, – yes, I do I do see what you're saying, but I kind of come back to what we were saying earlier. It's like if you want to get really good players, you're going to have to give up really good players. No, I'm so <laughs> it's – I mean, yeah, that's how it goes. That's how it yeah. goes. Like, and, and the Twins are, are blessed to have – good depth beyond that, because even if you do trade Kirilov, you're looking at, okay, we still have Trevor Larnick. You know, you trade Gratterall, you're like, all right, we still have Jordan Balazovic, Johan Duran, and, you know, some other guys. Uh, Gratterall might be more iffy because, you know, pitching prospects and whatnot are always uh, always a commodity. So, I don't know about him specifically, but that it, that is kind of how it goes. You know, if you do want, if you do bulk on those guys, you're like, okay, we're only going to specifically trade, you know, like I mentioned, Balazovic, Larnick, and uh, Duran, you're looking at a, a bit of a weaker package, uh, or not quite as good of a major league player as you probably want, or you're probably aiming for. Yeah, definitely true. It all depends on what type of starter the Twins are going to target. If they want to get a guy, it you know, with the likes of Syndergaard, it'll it'll cost a top three guy along with some other mm-hmm. good prospects, of course. But if they're just trying to get uh, I don't know, someone John Gray, then it hopefully won't cost the top three. It should Yeah, yeah, it really depends on who's coming back. Yeah, John Gray, John, if he is, then my God, this whole thing is weird, but... Sure. Definitely. Yeah, so... Well, um, that that is all we have. The, the Astros are kicking the crap out of the Nationals. Uh, uh, there's nothing to talk about. The world is dark and bleak. Uh, sad. It is a terrible place. I don't know why you root for this sport. Nothing is good and just. Uh, but beyond that, everything is fine. Yeah, this is a uh, this is a, an interesting episode. We might say that we're, a lot of times. It was it was weird because we got nothing to talk about, so we made it up. We're really gonna stretch the definition of the word interesting. Yeah, <laughs> we do use that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we we like to use interesting when we we mean bad, but we don't want to say bad. Like, that's like, yeah, I forgot was, about that. Whoops. Interesting. That's kind of like like you don't want to insult someone when like 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 oh yeah I drew this. You're like oh that's interesting. Like in, that's not a that's not a compliment. But, <laughs> that's a description. Yeah, and 
that's how I would describe this episode. I'm not, I'm not even gonna lie. It was interesting. You're not, <laughs> not wrong. If if this was like uh, our first off season, off season, because last last time was fake off season. Uh, I'm very much interested to see right. how the rest of these go. Well, I think it'll get a lot better once John Heyman gives us a tweet to talk about for 30 minutes. Oh, It'll be fun. <laughs> I, I don't even follow John Heyman anymore. I was so tired of that. Oh, that's now. wonderful. Yeah, yeah, I just do for Him and Nightingale. I'm just done. Uh, the replies are gold. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, the replies are good, but their tweets in themselves are just, just awful. Oh, yeah. Oh, All well. Right. <laughs> well, Wander Sharrow is currently pitching the game, so that's the sign of the apocalypse probably end this now uh thank you for tuning in this was a, a very interesting episode uh yeah i'm I, i'm intrigued to see what other things we talk about when we don't have a whole lot to talk about and i like the fact that the thing we might have gone you know like this pretty in-depth on one of the main things was the question uh <laughs> The office or Parks and Rec, and we we went off there. <laughs> yeah, we did. We actually did. Yeah, that was probably our best discussion ever. Actually, <clears throat> interesting. See, what I'm going to so, say to you is, you got to finish the office during this off season. That's a must. <laughs> All right, that is a must. Okay, I'll I'll fit it into my my very tight and busy schedule. Just stay up till two. What do you got to do? <laughs> Wait, assuming I don't already do that, aren't you? Well, I mean. Your clock is two hours behind mine. That means you always have two hours more of time than, than the rest of us or something. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, you can, uh, but the uh, the flip side is is that uh, you can warn me if something is about to happen. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, so you should do that. I learned about the, uh, I mean, the Nationals actually do come back and win this game, by the way. The mid nine. Oh. Right now. Yeah. Oh, it's a, really? probably the middle of the ninth right now for you, but... It ends up being 13 to 7 well, Washington, which doesn't seem possible, I'm now realizing, but that is how it, <laughs> how it ends. Holy crap, man. Ryan Presley got so messed up. That's going to be crazy. Oh, is he coming? Is he, oh, yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it sucks. All right, well, I guess we should probably end this. So, great <laughs> talking. Uh, fun episode. Thanks for listening. And goodbye. Yep, yep. Thank you.